Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me. Big Book at Gmail. Follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here with me today. Maybe your day is just starting, maybe it's ending, maybe you're right in the middle, but here we are. I am glad. Very grateful I don't have any desire to drink. Alcohol, that is. I'm drinking right now my um, French roast from Trader Joe's. It's just, I don't know what they do to it. They put something in it, I feel. I feel like they put something... Like maybe a, just like a, like a pinch of like concern for me, like a little dollop of, of care, something, something's in there. I don't know what it is. They put something in there. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's something on top of the cinnamon that I myself put in there. You ever do that? You ever put cinnamon in your coffee like an alcoholic? So alcoholic to do that. So alcoholic. I am just kidding. So where I live, it's really windy today. And it's just going nuts out there. And the wind chimes are flying all over the place. And I love it. You might be able to hear that somewhat. It's going nuts. So today I thought it would be fun to read something I like to call Big Book Myths. Are you ready for this? It's kind of a little, um, well, it's a little list of things that are commonly heard in the fellowship and then what the big book says about them. It's kind of fascinating. So if any of you want a copy of this, just email me and I'd be happy to email it to you. So here goes. Ready? The original message in the big book has over time, perhaps naturally been heavily altered in many ways. Here are seven extreme examples. Commonly heard. When I am tempted to drink, I should call my sponsor. 
The big book's message is the opposite of the above. The book says that in such conditions, I should try to help another alcoholic rather than call another alcoholic for help. AA started not because when he was tempted to relapse, Bill W. called the man who showed him the steps, but because when Bill W. was tempted to relapse, he sought out another alcoholic to help. The big book consistently delivers this message many, many times. And this brings to mind the next item. Number two, commonly heard. I need to call my sponsor every day. I run everything past my sponsor. I need a sponsor who will kick my ass, etc., etc. While the big book was written before the term sponsor was used, its message regarding sponsorship is also very much the opposite of what is commonly heard. The big book actually goes so far as to say that if I rely on a human being more than I rely on God, I will not stay sober. The big book's direction is that while we may choose to seek the counsel of others, we are to run everything past God, and that we let God discipline us, and that we ask God, not another person, for the right thought or action. Number three, commonly heard. I will be recovering from my alcoholism forever. The big book says, if we do certain things, we will be relieved of our alcoholism, that the crux of the problem gets removed, the main problem gets solved, disappears, and he uses the word recovered 16 times. It goes so far as to say that I should introduce myself to a newcomer as a person who has recovered. Number four. Just don't drink no matter what. There's a lot to say here. That's. I'm just going to leave alone for, for now. About one third of the big book's first 164 pages is dedicated to making sure we understand that for an alcoholic, for a real alcoholic, if it is based only on our own willpower and or self-knowledge concerning alcoholism, just not drinking no matter what, will always be absolutely impossible. To stay stopped. To stay stopped. I mean, a lot of real alcoholics can stay dry for days or weeks or months or even years. But if you're a real alcoholic, according to the big book, your own willpower is not going to keep you sober. Number five. But the, although, before I read number five, remember, I had the obsession return to me. And... Um, just had to be like that for me for a little while. I wasn't going to last, though. Number five, commonly heard. I still think like an alcoholic. 
According to the big book, alcoholic thinking only always and exclusively involves thinking about alcohol. If anyone wants to talk about any of this stuff, questions about this stuff, debates, comments, commentary, snide remarks, anything, send it to me. I love talking about this stuff. Number six, commonly heard. This is a selfish program. According to the big book, it is the opposite. It is described as altruistic. Moreover, getting rid of selfishness is, in order to stay sober, more important than literally anything else. And number seven. I suffer from sober insanity. While it may be true that while sober, people may sometimes engage in all kinds of behavior that can arguably be perceived as insane, the term sober insanity is extremely misleading and can cause confusion concerning the solution contained in the first 164 pages of the big book. The book talks about two very specific types of insanity. First, permanent insanity, like wet brain. And second, more predominantly, and perhaps more importantly, as it is related to the sanity referenced in step two, is the insanity of the first drink. According to the big book, this type exclusively involves drinking. In this regard, we do not permanently suffer from this, provided we do certain things. By step 10, we are restored to sanity, even though we continue to have character defects. Perhaps a key point is that the book never describes our character defects as insane, our zany, wacky behavior while sober. It's a separate issue than the insanity referenced in step 2. I don't know what you think about that. I've talked about it on here quite a bit that the poor big book is just up against so much. But if you read it, it's quite fascinating. I told you many times on here I went to the I went through the big book in a non-linear fashion by subject and not by step or chapter. And the first 164 pages specifically for intriguing reasons. That were explained to me at the study that I went to. And, um, you know, the message that emerged is really much simpler than the message that we hear commonly. I love that um I love that in the um <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my wife right now. She's on the phone with her brother. They're from Georgia. He'll talk. <laughs> he goes he goes Well let me back up and then I'll tell you the very beginning like he'll go back to the beginning of time to tell you a story. It's really funny. One time we were at a he was visiting here and we were at a AA picnic and there were a bunch of newcomers around and I'll never forget it. He was standing there explaining um, 
how they make beer to everybody. Well, let me back up, you know, so there's this, yeah, it was funny. He's an engineer. He's got that kind of mind. Anyways, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> They're talking very loud right now. <laughs> I got distracted. See, that's my alcoholism. Just kidding. Oh yeah, but but I, I came out of that meeting with a message that was very different. And um, it changed my whole life. It's just not, it's not a complicated message. It's so simple that it's, oh, I remember what I was going to say now. So I love that uh, the original um, preamble. I got to drink more of my coffee. The original preamble um, used to say that they used to read in, in meetings. They used to read, you're going to hear our opinions, but if you hear something that cannot be reconciled in the in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, we, we strongly urge that you disregard it. Disregard what we're saying. Disregard what we ourselves are saying if it is not aligned with what's in the big book. I, I love that. I can hear it now. Well, but everybody's got their truth. All that kind of stuff. Okay. I just think it was much... Uh, it was a much more simple message than I knew it was, and it changed my life. So try to keep a real simple, straightforward message when I help other alcoholics. Real simple. Real uncomplicated. Not fussy. Yeah. So there's some food for thought. Again, if you want me to email that to you, I will be happy to do it. Sarcasticbigbook at gmail. And, uh, yeah, just let me know. Happy to do it. Yeah. I think I'm going to fold up the cupcake stand now because I got to go be a jock. Did I ever mention that on the show that I'm a jock? Do you guys want to know how? fit I am, I'll tell you. When I do this podcast, when I record this podcast, I'm on an incumbent exercise bike. And you wouldn't even know. Do I sound out of breath? I didn't think so. And I go fast, too. So fast. So fast. You can't even, if you, that's why I don't put this on. That's the real reason I don't add pictures to this podcast is because you couldn't even see me so fast, so freaking fast. So, yeah, uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, my friends at the black rhinos and happy joyous and three and podcast greater than yourself. And, um, sober gratitudes podcast and, 
anonymous podcast, all those people. And uh, happy birthday yesterday to dear friend Katrina. Happy birthday. Ten years. And um, yeah. If anybody needs to hear it, I will say it because I know it's a long time I needed to hear it. Everything is okay. Everything's okay. If you need to hear that, I'm saying it. Always access my higher power when I'm present. My higher power is rad. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go try to see what I can pack into the stream of life today. And on that note, I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same. <laughs>